Welcome to Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Aja, and I'm so glad to be talking to you today. Today is October 2nd, 2022. Happy fall. Happy October. It is cool here in Zone 5B. Um, I guess it's about 50 degrees this morning, which is quite cool. Um, if you're listening to this episode really late, the world, well, this part of the world is experiencing Hurricane, is it Ian? This time, I think that's the name. And although we are not in a hurricane area, we have experienced um sharp drops in temperature. So we went from warm to very cool. <laughs> so, but you know what? We're here for it. This is the Chicagoland area and look, weather changes. It goes up and down. This is what we have adjusted our lives to. And so has the garden. It's adjusted its life to that as well. I've been thinking a lot, y'all. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've been thinking about um, what I'm going to be planting next year. I've been thinking about this year and how things went this year. Things were just okay. Um, I will say that um, I did use this year to grow a lot of seeds, and so things that weren't, quote unquote, as successful as I wanted them to be, at least I have a lot of seeds from them. For one thing, I have a lot of Choctaw sweet potato squash. I grew that for the first time this year and I have lots of seeds. I didn't get a huge production this year, but I got lots of seeds. Um, another plant. Oh, my goodness. Of course, patty pan squash does good every year. I don't care what is going on. Patty Pan is going to produce. Also this year, I grew a different variety of tobacco. And I am super excited about that because this tobacco is, it only grows in St. James Parish in Louisiana. It is an ancient variety of tobacco And the Chickasaw and the Choctaw are known as the people who grow this variety of tobacco. It is difficult to grow, unlike the Cuban tobacco that I'm used to growing here. Um, The Perique tobacco is a rare ancient tobacco. One of the rarest tobaccos in the world at this point is difficult to grow here. And I can definitely see why it usually just grows in St. James Parish. Because because they have special sediments in the soil from the moisture, from the um, from the bodies of water. The Gulf is down there. So they have different sediments in the soil. And that is what this tobacco depends on. So I will tell you this. This tobacco gave me, oh my goodness, I was so frustrated because... I'm used to growing Cuban tobacco, and no, I'm not in Cuba, but it grows very well in our area, and I was expecting the Perique tobacco, and I don't know why I expected this very rare tobacco that only grows in St. James Parish in Louisiana to do very well in my area, but um, it didn't do well in the ground, so I ended up putting it in a bucket and adding some different soil. 
um, some new soil that I was just experimenting with and it took off. So I know what to do for next year when I grow this very special tobacco. Looking forward to that. I do have some. I have a little harvest because I ended up putting it in buckets very late in the season. But I do have some that's drying right now. So that's a win. See, I do have some wins. Also, I grew some delicious watermelons. I grew the orange glow watermelon this year. And I have lots of seeds for that. So, yeah, I'm winning. Oh, wild tomatoes. First year growing wild tomatoes. I'll have seeds for that as well. I'm probably going to overwinter my wild tomato plants. Um, probably going to dig some up, put them in buckets and bring them in and put them under lights for the fall and winter just to see how that works out. So, hey, I did get some wins, but this is a time of year where we are, quote unquote, putting things to bed. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I do not go out and cut everything down. I do not pull plants out of the ground. And there are various reasons for that. We are a certified wildlife habitat. I am very focused on creating habitat for our wildlife. Um, I know you probably listened to my episode on the monarch butterfly So, oh, y'all, I have been seeing monarch butterflies throughout my garden. I'm very excited about that. Very excited about that. But it's because that's a sign that I'm doing something right over here. Everything was wild this year. I just let everything grow wild. And the wildlife enjoyed that. I had lots of butterflies and lots and lots of bees. And they didn't come out till later than usual. I had lots of, um, just lots of wildlife going on, lots of ladybugs. So it was definitely a win for wildlife as well. But anyway, during this time of year, I do not pull plants out of the ground because I let those roots just decay into the soil and that helps me to build soil. And also I like, as we go into these colder months, I like to leave the soil unharmed or unharmed. That's not the word that I'm looking for, but un y'all it's early in the morning. <laughs> like I don't like to disturb undisturbed. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I don't like to disturb the soil because you have our native bees that are nesting under there and getting ready for the winter. So I like to allow them to do that, allow them that space. And also I have like my tall plants, like my marshmallow, my fennel. Um, Sometimes you do have bees that go into those hollow um, stems and they like to be there for the winter. So uh, that's why I just do not cut stuff down or pull things up. And of course, our birds. I like to leave seeds out for the birds. So I don't harvest like I have lots of echinacea seeds out there. And I'll probably harvest just a few echinacea seeds just to give away. I do not need to plant more echinacea. Although I may plant some echinacea down on the farm in Mississippi. So let me take that back. I might start some echinacea down there, but probably not from seed. I have so much echinacea because echinacea spreads y'all. So I have so much echinacea that I can pull up some of these plants and put them down there. 
And I just said I wasn't digging up plants. So I'm probably going to do that um, in the spring because we do have cool temps right now. And I know the, the pollinators are adjusting to that. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on right now. Just letting the garden be, just getting those last minute seeds that I will be utilizing for next year and just really excited. I know next year, and I said this, y'all, I said that, and this year would be the year that I would kind of back off from this garden space and let it do its thing and only start planting like um, indigenous plants in the ground and stuff. I didn't adhere to that fully. And next year, I'm thinking I'm probably going to do more flowers, but I may end up doing lots more indigenous flowers. I don't know. I took some cuttings from my native rose bushes and I propagated those throughout different spaces. So they'll grow um, eventually. And I just want more color, more flowers. I feel like I didn't have enough color in my garden space this year. And one of the reasons why is because the Choctaw sweet potato squash grew everywhere everywhere this thing was so wild <laughs> so wild it grew on top of everything it grew on top of the mulberry bushes the fennel it just grew everywhere and I just let it be because I knew that I was growing this very rare variety of squash just from my culture a very rare variety of squash that's from my ancestral culture and I just let it be because I knew I wanted the seeds from that. Um, so I didn't have many flowers to look at in my garden space this year. So next year may be a little bit different, maybe a little bit different. I might add some more indigenous flowers. So, yeah, that's what's going on. That is what is going on in my garden space this, this, this season. I'm laying low, not doing much. Um, just working on some internal stuff, working on healing some th some stuff in my life, and I'm allowing the garden space to do the same. Allowing it to do the same is so interesting. How this particular garden space and me, we have grown together, we have healed together. Um, I started this space at a very very difficult time in my life. And we have been working through a lot of stuff. And I'm seeing that this space is healing to a point where I'm able to kind of back off from it and let it, stu let it do its thing. And it's the same for me in my life. I'm healing and I'm able to kind of just allow myself to be. I will be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that this is the first year that I grew kafish, which is sunchokes, and they did very, very well. I will admit that I am not a fan. Well, I was not a fan, was not a fan of sunchokes because I had bought sunchokes from a local grocery store and I was like, these are not that great. They're not that great. They're worse than parsnips and I'm not a parsnips fan. However, they taste very delicious coming from the ground. And so I did enjoy that. I grew some wild potatoes as well. That is an indigenous plant here. I have not gone out and dug those up, though. 
Um, I looked at them yesterday. It's vining everywhere. It's beautiful. But I have not gone out and dug that up um, and tasted it. I might do that today. Who knows? But yeah, I just wanted to give you an update on what's going on. Look, I have a Patreon, y'all, a Patreon. And on this Patreon, I am talking about what I'm doing down in Mississippi. So if you want to join my Patreon, you can go to patreon.com backslash Ajiasir. And you will see what is going, what I'm doing down in Mississippi. Very excited about that. Because, um, look, this is ancestral land. And my parents have both passed and they have this land, they had this land and I am going down there and I am realizing some goals down there and I'm excited about that. So you can join me on that journey. And yeah, again, it's patreon.com backslash Aja Yasir. That's A-J-A-Y-A-S-I-R. All right, y'all have a great one. Enjoy this weather. Get some chocolate. (laughs) This is great chocolate season. Get some hot chocolate, y'all. Have a good one.